Welcome to the Animals to the Max podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This podcast is about everything animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody to the first ever podcast episode of Animals to the Max. I am Corbin Maxey. I will be your host of this new podcast and I just have to say welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm just... Hello, Zoe, really? You know, it's so funny. She, <laughs> Zoe, you know, you're silent all day, and then the one second I turn on the podcast. Zoe, come here. Come here, Zoe. Zoe, come. We live out in the middle of nowhere. No one's here. Lay down. Come on, Daddy's trying to do a podcast. Um, and cut. No, uh, this, is, this is so exciting for me. This is the first time ever I've ever embarked on a podcast. And to be honest, it is a complete new platform for me. Uh, you know, I've been working with animals for 15 years now. Gosh, 15 years. I'm sounding so old. Uh, yeah, so 15 years I've been working with animals. And around 10 of that, the majority of my work has been on television. And so you know, with, with television, when, when you're on national shows like the today show, the tonight show or late night with Seth Meyers, there you go, Corbin name drop some more. Um, but, uh, you know, you're used to time constraints and, you know, you have commercials and, you know, you're there to give just, you know, little pieces of information as quick as you can, because you only have minutes, sometimes seconds on national TV to get your point across. This podcast is so different. It's my own platform. I'm my own boss. I, we don't have a time limit, no time constraints. I can just blah, blah, blah. As long as I want, um, no one's going to cut us off. So I'm really excited. And right now I'm going to check the sound of this to make sure everything sounds good. I will be right back. And we are back. The sound is good. Sorry. I just have to check everything. Like I said, this is a, (laughs) this is going to be a new adventure for me. Definitely a new adventure. And I appreciate you all for listening and tuning in. You know, if you know me personally or you follow me on my social channels on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you know I am absolutely obsessed with animals. I mean, I am obsessed with animals and there's nothing more in the world that I like talking about than animals. And I love talking about, you know, animals with animal people. And I have a lot of friends uh, who, you know, work with animals, who have traveled the globe, who work with animals on a professional scale. Let's, you know, veterinarians, pet experts, wildlife rehabilitators, wildlife photographers, zoologists, aquarists. And I really just wanted to create a podcast where we could just talk about animals and just, just explore all different you know, avenues of this. And I know it sounds so broad of, you know, of you tuning in, but if you're tuning in right now to the podcast, you are definitely an animal lover and you're at the right place because we're going to cover all different types of topics. And so I really just want to have fun experts on. I I, want to have people who have that same passion for animals as I do. I want to hear from people on this podcast who have traveled the world, you know, to wild places, seen wild animals. I just, I want to get those experiences. I also, in this podcast, want to talk to professionals who have dedicated their lives to animals, whether it's in a captive setting or whether it's just out in the wild doing research. I seriously cannot wait. Uh, I think just before we have the first guest, I just, for, for, for those of you listening, just kind of, I want to give you an idea of why I'm so passionate about animals. I grew up with animals. I, you know, grew up, I mean, my parents say there's pictures of me holding snakes and diapers. I have yet to see them, but um, I'm sure that they're somewhere, probably down in the basement. But 
our family was a huge animal household. You know, we always had dogs and cats and rabbits and, you know, I always had reptiles and lizards. But I think what really sparked my immense passion with wildlife is when I was, I believe, seven years old, six and a half, maybe seven years old, my family left town and they decided to move. My mom, my dad, my sister and I, we moved to the middle of nowhere in a cabin in the forest in Roby Creek, Idaho. So it is around 30, 40 minutes outside of Boise, our capital here in Idaho. And so uh, it's kind of deep in the woods. We're very isolated. And so, you know, during my childhood, I, I never had neighborhood friends. I never, you know, rode my bike down a paved, um, you know, a paved sidewalk. I never played in grass. I was always out in the mountains and, you know, catching frogs and snakes and lizards and toads and salamanders and rubber boas and cockroaches. And that's what I did. I was just, I, you know, loved exploring. And so I think that really sparked my passion. You know, at that age, we also had our menagerie of animals also expanded. So you can just imagine we had ducks, chickens, pigeons. We had, uh, I believe, uh, no, we, we, we didn't have quail, but we did have doves. Uh, we had pheasants, turkeys, a potbelly pig, you know, rabbits. The list goes on of these animals. So I was always surrounded by animals, and that's kind of what really sparked my, I, I, I just my passion. I, you know, also I was obsessed like with the zoo, like going to the zoo. That was like the, the just the highlight of my childhood. You know, would be going to the zoo and like staring at like a motionless alligator. I'll never forget. Like it did. I, I don't think I actually never saw this alligator move, but I would just go and stare at this alligator, and you know, it just looked like a statue. And I'd stare at it, you know, for hours and just, anyway, I just probably drove my parents nuts, but just obsessed. So basically at 12, then my parents, kind of the family decided that, you know what, we should probably move into town during, you know, my sister and I's teenage years to kind of have somewhat of a normal childhood. But, you know, my passion for animals, it didn't stop there. So at 12, we moved into town in Meridian, um, Idaho, which is just a few miles outside of Boise, a Boise suburb. And at 12, I decided that I wanted to start a reptile rescue. And so I always, you know, of course, loved reptiles. They were like my first major passion. But, you know, basically a lot of people ask me, well, how do you just start a reptile rescue at 12? Well, going to the pet store was another one of the fun things that I loved to do as a kid. It was like taking me to the candy store. Well, I also liked candy too. I was a heavy kid, but uh, it was just as exciting going to the candy store, going to the pet store and seeing all different types of animals, you know, exotics or companions. And basically we were there at a pet store in Meridian, which is still there today. And there was, uh, I was just, you know, looking at the reptile area and a man came in with a, he said he had a ball python and he went to the store, you know, whatever, the store clerk and said, hey, I have a ball python. Do you guys want it? And the store clerk's like, oh, let me go ask my manager. The manager comes over and's like, hey, we don't want this snake. And the guy's like, well, I don't want this snake anymore. And I remember I like looked at my dad. I was like, dad, come on, dad. You know, hey, dad, can we please, you know, adopt this ball python? And 10 minutes later, we are on our way to this guy's house to pick up this ball python and his name was Reggie, and he was an older python when I got him then, and I'm so happy to say that I still have Reggie to this day. He has to be one of the world's longest-lived ball pythons. I mean, it's really hard to judge his age, but he has to be well over 20 years, 
And this is an animal who has a lifespan of 15 to 20 years. So Reggie's definitely up there in age, but that is the snake that started everything. And, you know, after Reggie, I, I realized, oh my goodness, like there are a lot of exotic animals, you know, reptiles that need homes. And so a year later from Reggie, I had over 60 different exotic animals living above my parents' garage in the bonus room. So I have the most amazing parents in the world. I mean, they completely supported me 100%. And I just, I wouldn't be able to be like where I am now regarding my work with animals if it wasn't for my parents' support. I mean, because how many, how many mothers, <laughs> like let alone, you know, both parents would allow their kids to have all these exotic animals in their nice bonus room. So I had, you know, big Burmese pythons, uh, boa constrictors, green iguanas. I had an alligator, a variety of freshwater turtles, geckos, frogs. I even had a piranha. I know it's not a reptile, but, you know, rest in peace, Jaws. I <laughs> fish were never my specialty. But, uh, so I had all these exotic animals. And so I, you know, one thing I also loved doing was, as you can tell, I love talking <laughs> via podcast. What are we, nine minutes in? But, I loved educating people and talking to people about animals. And so even from the early days of growing up in Roby Creek and, you know, um, when, you know, no one was around, I would put on these, uh, these like stage shows with my animals, like these educational shows to an imaginary audience, you know, like those shows that you would see at the zoo where, you know, the guy comes out and he shows, you know, this is a, I don't know, turtle or this is a bird or whatever. And I, um, anyway, so I would, you know, catch native animals, you know, from Ruby Creek, and I would put on these shows basically to imaginary audiences. So I loved doing that type of thing as a kid. And so when I had, you know, real live animals, like these animals I rescued, um, I wanted to educate people. So I actually asked the teacher, this is how young I was, I was still at the YMCA. I was a, oh, what is, I guess, not a student, but I was, oh, a, a day camper at the YMCA, and I begged, I think, the counselors, can I please, you know, just show, oh, hello, hold on, you can tell this is live, okay, note to self, Corbin, uh, make sure that you put your phone on silent, anyway, I was there with, I just asked my day counselors, can I please bring in Reggie, and I had a couple other different snakes, and anyway, I would go around, uh, after that first kind of educational appearance at the YMCA, I um, would call around to other YMCAs in the area around the Treasure Valley, and I would beg them to uh, to have me come in and talk. And I loved it. And I remember one time, one YMCA said, oh, Corbin, you did such a good job. We're going to send you a check for $25. And I thought I was like, oh, my goodness, like, what are we going to do? Like, I'm going to buy, you know, Reggie a new rock water dish. I might get a background for his aquarium. I mean, just ridiculous stuff because at 25, like $25 at 13, for me, that was a lot. Maybe now, nowadays, it's not a, not a lot for 13-year-olds, but at the time, it was a lot. So anyway, that's kind of how I got my start, uh, you know, speaking to audiences at a very, very young age. And then, um, I, you know, a lot of people ask me, okay, well, how did you get into television? And there's not a direct path. I, I grew up loving Jack Hanna. I was obsessed with Jack Hanna. I would like wait in the mail for those zoo life videos that would come. And I actually still have them to this day. And I can't wait to actually share them with my kids. And I'm sure Jack, <laughs> even though he's like, what, a hundred year, uh, gosh, hundred year old. He's a, what is he? A hundred years old right now. That was a joke. I'm kidding. Jack, you're not listening, but, um, Jack could probably still be around. I mean, this guy's a legend. So I listened to Jack Hanna a lot 
and uh, watched him. And then, I, of course, I was obsessed with Steve Irwin during the Crocodile Hunter Animal Planet days. So, but I never looked at them and thought, wow, that's what I want to do. But anyway, um, what happened is at 14, my mom came across a Tonight Show with Jay Leno. They were doing a talent scout audition for teenagers with weird or unusual talents. And I, you know, really didn't have a talent, but I, you know, was young and I had all these rescued animals. And so without even telling me, this is like the craziest thing. My mom submitted an email to that, to the producers. And basically it was a great one liner and she's so quick and witty. And I, she's, she's just, she, she was just great. She basically said, hi, my name is Corbin Maxey. I'm 14 years old. I've rescued, you know, 60 different exotic animals. Call me the next crocodile hunter or please call me dot, dot, dot. I thought that was just perfect. I mean, just quick one-liner to kind of grab their attention. And a week later, after school, I came home, 3 o'clock, and uh, got a phone call from an unavailable number. That's how I always used to know it was a Tonight Show. Unavailable on caller ID back in the day. And uh, it was it was a producer. And I you know first thought it was a complete hoax, and it wasn't. And two months later... I mean, it actually, actually two months, let's see. So gosh, actually, maybe it happened sooner than that. Um, they decided that, well, you know, I really couldn't fit in with their teenager segment, but they wanted to give me a segment of my own. Like I, I would be the second guest and it was just, it was insane. And, and, and now mind you, this of course was after sending them, you know, multiple tapes and going over calls and stuff, but they decided that, uh, yeah, to give me like a, a second guest spot. And I was just over the moon and I, you know, 14 years old, I was a freshman in high school. I was like, so just to give you an idea, like five foot, almost 200 pounds. So I was like, you know, not a cool kid at all. And anyway, so I was on the tonight show and the guest who was on with me that, that time was Pamela Anderson. So you can imagine I was like cool at school for a day. It was great. But uh, we did that first appearance with actually a few of the animals that I still have to this day. Uh, Shere Khan, the albino Burmese python, he's around 13 feet. I think back in the day when he first did the first little appearance, he was around 7 feet, 8 feet. I had a three-legged iguana named Sarge. Um, his his uh, fourth hind limb basically had to be surgically removed. He was found in a tree in Boise. I had a little alligator who actually didn't make the cut, but she was kind of behind the scenes just in case. Um, and so anyway, it was just just a phenomenal just experience. And but I I I only thought you know hey this is a one time thing. And I remember and you can actually watch this on YouTube. At the end, Jay looks over at me and he says, Hey Corbin, will you come back and visit us again? And I'm just like. Sure. I mean, what? Are, are you serious? And the cameras kind of turned off. The lights turned on. You saw the studio audience. And I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to work with animals and I want to be on television. I want to be educating people about them. And so from there, it has been a long and hard journey, but everything has been worth it. And I've been able to work with some incredible animals and meet some incredible people. And this is why I wanted to start this podcast. This is the, the main reason I want to hear other people's stories about why they are so passionate about animals. And I honestly cannot wait for this new adventure, for this new platform I mean, we are in this amazing age where we're able to, I mean, anyone can have a podcast. And I just, you know, the other day I was, I was driving somewhere and I was just kind of tired of listening to music. And I, I just wanted to, I don't know, kind of switch my gears. And I went on my little podcast icons on my phone and I typed in the Maasai Mara, which is in Kenya in Africa. 
and uh, it, it's it's a place I've been fortunate enough to visit a few times, and I was just just really missing Africa. I wanted to reminisce about you know Africa, but I wanted to hear someone else you know else's take or someone else's perspective. And I literally just typed in Maasai Mara and got a great podcast, the Wildlife Photography Podcast with Jerry. Hey, Jerry. And he's from South Africa, and he does these fantastic podcasts. And anyway, he takes me into the Mara and his experiences. And now I'm like obsessed with wildlife photography, something I've never even thought I would be interested in. So that's why I wanted to start this podcast so we can hear from other people, hear their experiences, and go from there. And, you know, thank you once again for listening to this first episode. Please, please, uh, I, I really want to hear your suggestions. Send me an email. My email is info at corbinmaxey.com, M-A-X-E-Y.com, not I, haha, <laughs> middle school flashbacks. Anyway, uh, send me just, you know, if you know someone who works with animals or who would be a great guest, contact me. You can also message me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Send me a message. I want to hear your feedback. This is new. This is a new experience for me, and I want to be interactive with you as the listeners um, to make this as best as it can be and to make this just so interesting for people who are obsessed with animals. So with that said, thank you so much for listening to the first podcast. I cannot wait to explore this new platform. And next time we will have a fantastic first guest. I have a list of potential guests, but I think this one you're really going to like um, some experiences that they've experienced out in the wild with uh, some really rare exotic animals. So I cannot wait uh, to have them on so they can share their story. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Corbin Maxey. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. Please make sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps me out. I also encourage you to check out CorbinMaxi.com. You can contact me there personally, even suggest a podcast guest, or if you just want to learn more about animals.